My fellow Americans, are you tired of the new normal? Are you tired of the lies? Election fraud. You know the thing that the mainstream media and big tech says doesn't exist? It is time to end it. We must keep going. If you can't fly, run. If you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl. But by all means, keep moving. Many of you are sitting here because you're wanting to know what the plan is. This has to be peaceful. We have the right to peacefully assemble. The solution has been in front of us all along. Ask God if you should step in the gap and become a part of the plan. The plan is simple. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. We are the plan. If you're waiting for others to do the work for you, you're going to be waiting a long time. We are Conservative Daily. message to unvaccinated Americans is this. What more is there to wait for? What more do you need to see? We've made vaccinations free, safe, and convenient. The vaccine is FDA approval. Over 200 million Americans have gotten at least one shot. We've been patient, but our patience is wearing thin, and your refusal has cost all of us. Get vaccinated. So you basically see it. This is going to be like, well, it's almost like, I, you probably don't see it like this, the two different classes of people. If you're vaccinated or if you're unvaccinated, you get all these rights. If you are vaccinated... That is what it is, so, yep. Yeah, if you are anti-mandate, you are absolutely anti-vax. I don't care what your personal vaccination status is. If you support, champion, give a green light, give comfort to, support anybody who argues against the vaccine, you are an anti-vaxxer. Absolutely. Your personal vaccination status is utterly irrelevant. If you campaign against the mandate, if you campaign against people being vaccinated in vulnerable settings, teachers in classrooms, I'll be really clear, at that point in time, people are actually supporting the idea of a teacher being unvaccinated in a remote community classroom with kids who cannot be vaccinated. I reject that, I still reject it. And if you are out there in any way, shape or form campaigning against this mandate, you are absolutely anti-vaxxed. Dear supporters and dear followers, today an Austrian newspaper published the rules the government wants to introduce on the 1st of January already here in Austria. Those rules say that if you're not vaccinated, you can get fined up to 2000 euros each time you're caught unvaccinated. This can mean, and this is explicitly um, being said so, that you can also get fined more than once a day also three times, four times, five times if you're unvaccinated. If you refuse to pay this, 
the government wants to put us into a, an, a separate prison which, is which has to be created for unvaccinated people up to one year. was a battlefield, it would still be warm with the bodies of the unvaccinated. Thankfully, the mandates are letting up and both sides of the war stumble back to the new normal. The unvaccinated are the heroes of the last two years, as they allowed us all to have a control group in the great experiment and highlight the shortcoming of the COVID vaccines. The unvaccinated carry many battle scars and injuries, as they are the people we tried to mentally break. Yet no one wants to talk about what we did to them and what they forced the science to unveil. We knew that the waning immunity of the fully vaccinated had the same risk profile as others within society as the minority of the unvaccinated, yet we marked them for special persecution. You see, we said that they had not done the right thing for the greater good by handing their bodies and medical autonomy over to the state. Many of the so-called health experts and political leaders in Australia admitted the goal was to make life almost unlivable for the unvaccinated, which was multiplied many times by the collective mob, with the fight taken into workplaces, friendships, and family gatherings. Today, the hard truth is none of it was justified as we took a quick slide from righteousness to absolute cruelty. We might lay the blame on our leaders and health experts for the push but each individual within society must be held accountable for stepping into the well-laid-out trap. We did this despite knowing full well that principled opposition is priceless when it comes to what goes inside our bodies and we let ourselves be tricked into believing that going into another ineffective lockdown would be the fault of the unvaccinated and not the fault of the toxic policy of ineffective vaccines. We took pleasure in scapegoating the unvaccinated because after months of engineered lockdowns by political leaders blinded by power, having someone to blame and turn to burn at the stake felt good. We believed we had logic, love and truth on our side, so it was easy to wish death upon the unvaccinated. 
Those of us who ridiculed and mocked the non-compliant did it because we were embarrassed by their courage and principles and didn't think the unvaccinated would make it through unbroken. And we turned the holdouts into punching bags. Lambie, Carr, Chan, Andrews, McGowan, Gunner, and the other cast of hundreds in prominent roles. And we here in America, we could add Fauci and the rest of them and Biden in prominent roles need to be held to account for vilifying the unvaccinated in public and fueling angry social media mobs. The mobs, the masked Nazis, and the vaccine disciples have been embarrassed by betting against the unvaccinated because mandates only had the power. All right, welcome back, everybody. I wanted to play that at the beginning because I love it. That's by Vigilant Fox, and it's great. Uh, he has some awesome footage that he's rolling out at a massive rate. But welcome, everybody. I had to play that that at the beginning because we're talking about Ukraine. We're talking about biolabs, and uh, it all connects, right? All of it connects. I showed you yesterday. Ash and I went over the Deal Book Summit, where, of course, they. Uh, featured several people relevant to the discussion we're going to have today, including Mr. Zelensky, a good uh, good favorite of us, including Mr. SBF, you know, the guy involved who founded FTX, involved with Alameda Research, these people who are sending all of this, uh, who, you know, stole everyone's money and were involved in making sure that Money was going to individuals and groups in Ukraine. You know, the same people involved with some of these Balenciaga weirdos, like the artistic director for Balenciaga, who was involved in the Ukrainian efforts to help displaced persons. A complete rewrite of history. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, in that video also that Vigilant Fox did, it features Del Bigtree, who I have a lot of respect for. I've followed him for a lot of years, and he is a treasure to humanity, I do believe. But let's talk about the biolabs, because everything, we're focused on the election, and we will not let go of the election. Uh, but today we're going to talk about this because it's massively important, what's going on with Russia, with this International Biological Weapons Treaty uh, Convention. The accusations that now uh, the U.S., the U.N. are hurling at Russia, many of them uh, pathetically ironic. And it does all connect. But here I, I hope to give you a few more reasons why we need to stand up and we need to join the people in Arizona and why we the people are the solution to this. Uh, I will also mention briefly that Loy Brunson's uh, Supreme Court case is up on the docket for January of 2023. So in about a month, they are, they are scheduled. So everybody can do a little happy dance. I'm excited to see how that turns out. We'll be praying for Loy and his brothers, Roland, and uh, you know all four of those brothers. Uh, so check that out. I'll be uh, having Loy on back again very soon. And that's a huge case. Uh, very few people are talking about it. 
let's talk about uh, bioclandestine first of all, because we have a lot of these people on the internet who have these accounts and we don't know who they are. Uh, bioclandestine is actually he has you know put his face behind his name, uh, but just as a little bit of an introduction to who bioclandestine is, I will play this uh, video of him doing just that. Hello everyone, my name is Jacob. I am the individual behind the clandestine Twitter personality. I'm the one responsible for the thread that went viral pertaining to the US DOD funded biolabs in Ukraine. I'm the one who originated the US biolabs hashtag. And you've probably seen my thread circulating on the internet, whether it be via the fact checks on PolitiFact, Snopes, USA Today, which have now been proven false. Or you might have just seen me on Tucker. He just featured the Biolabs on his opening statement. Waters World, Bongino, Bannon on the War Room. You've seen me all over the internet. I'm the one who wrote the thread. With that being said, first and foremost, I want to say I love myself. I would never hurt myself. And I would never put a bullet in the back of my head. Secondly, I just want to say thank you to everybody who jumped in, who sought the truth, who spread the news, who did their own research who dug a little deeper, and didn't listen to the propaganda. This just began. We're only getting started. So now, I'm reaching out to Tucker, Waters, Bongino, Steve Bannon, Alex Jones, anyone and everyone who featured my work on their website, their platform, their TV show. I want to talk to you. No more messing around. It's time to go. My DMs. It's time to go. Uh, so we're going to take a couple more minutes and recap a little bit about this story. Uh, because, uh, you know, this has been now nearly a year of gaslighting in very much the same fashion as COVID, as the elections, as the machines, as all these, you know, gender affirming surgery, all these things that we're told we're crazy for. You know, the Save the Children stuff now, uh, Project Veritas is new, a uh, release that, according to James O'Keefe, he's been working on for several months. Uh, it's all, we're all conspiracy theories. We're all QAnon. In fact, anyone who's calling out Balenciaga is now QAnon. The New York Times is reporting that. I'll remind you that the New York Times is represented in the DealBook Summit by none other than Meredith Coppett. Levine, Levian, however you say that. She's the president and CEO of the New York Times. So she's speaking. Uh, she's been speaking with Mike Pence, you know, SBF, President Zelensky, uh, New York Times, the same outlet that I just mentioned, calling everybody QAnon if they call it Balenciaga. How convenient is that? Isn't it easy when you just get to slight anyone who speaks truth and disagrees with you, disagrees with the narrative that you're paid to tell? Uh, I do also, there's an interesting thing. I've been talking a lot about CAA. Uh, I don't know if he, if he uh, got it here or if he's been, maybe he saw Tory's documentary, but uh, Bannon actually mentioned CAA speaking with Laura Logan. Uh, but let, let's recap a little bit more. George Webb, let's go all the way back to February. Uh, George Webb spoke about the biolabs. And one in particular. So here's a short recap from back in February of this year. 
Okay, hello everyone, George Webb, and this is a broadcast from February 25th. Not trying to take a victory lap here, but we emphasize Mariupol was the key. Mariupol, Mariupol, Mariupol. And uh, here we go, talking about this a long time, about these strategic objectives that are happening inside Ukraine here. And what I see is a, a two-piece uh, division of Ukraine, uh, west of the Dnieper River and east of the Dnieper River. And the pincer movement uh, that Putin is using is Crimea, and we'll get into why that is the left pincer, and then the right pincer here in his stronghold in Donetsk and Lugansk. And it's closing in on Maripol there, as you can see, this port that seems to be all the trouble with these ghost ships trying to close down the Kursh Strait, all these destroyers, all these ships that uh, seem to be dirty bomb ships or some kind of biological bomb ships. And then this town of Berdyansk, uh, where yesterday there was heavy fighting, seems to be the key spot, the key uh, nationalist stronghold, the Nazi stronghold. And uh, Putin is using this lever, this left pincer uh, from Crimea, his stronghold here, and of course his uh, right pincer over here in his uh, Donetsk and Lugansk region. As we look at to the different uh, maps here from different themes, we can see these special groups, these special operations group called BTG. We can see where those are. These are the concentrations of Russian forces. Again, Donetsk and Crimea lends itself to that analysis of this left and right pincer to close down these biolabs. The Maripool biolab is the key. You can see here on the concentration map for the ethnic ethnicity, he's, Putin is also strongest in Crimea and then Donetsk and Lugansk. Again, all these things point to a pincer movement, first to eliminate the coastal regions of uh, the ghost shipping and so forth and the threats to the Kursk Strait, and then on to Dnepro, which is the basis of all of Kolomoisky's operations. All right. So a little recap just to go back. You know, things have escalated greatly. Things have uh, changed greatly in Russia, uh, in the conflict with Russia and Ukraine. Uh, we have also been hearing the narrative ad nauseum that you know, Russia's losing, Russia's failing, they can't win, Ukraine's beating them as we're sending them all this money. We've known that's not true. I'll play something uh, from Steve Bannon featuring Laura Logan in a little bit, uh, speaking about that, about that lie. But let's look back to history again. So I just played something from February. Let's go to March. March 25th, 2022. NPR News, how the false Russian biolab story came to circulate among the U.S. far right. And we are, we are a dastardly bunch, aren't we? Uh, featuring a picture, of, uh, a picture of Tucker Carlson, of course. It was a lurid and difficult claim to believe, says NPR, that Ukraine was developing bioweapons with the assistance of the U.S. government. In fact, U.S. assistance to biolabs has been targeted at strengthening public health measures, they say. <laughs> Because remember, first they just said, no, we're not there. We don't do that. Absolutely not. There are no biolabs there. They had, they're not, there's no biolabs in Ukraine. There's definitely no biolabs in Ukraine. And then the narrative was, okay, there are labs there, but they're, they're, they're not biolabs. They're, they're, uh, what, what did they call them? Uh, they're, uh, research facilities. They're just research facilities, right? Well, that, that narrative has shifted a little bit. But unlike most Russian efforts, continues NPR, to spread false narratives justifying its invasion of Ukraine, this one found a receptive audience. In the United States, among far-right social media channels, 
Fox News and followers of the QAnon conspiracy theory. It's clearly a case where the U.S. government has been lying. It has mounted a disinfo campaign designed to cover up what it's doing, said Tucker Carlson. He did not offer specific evidence to back that claim. The false biolab story spread quickly both in the U.S. and overseas where Chinese state media joined in the effort to push the narrative. The Kremlin is unintentionally spreading outright lies that the U.S. and Ukraine are conducting chemical and biological weapons activities, U.S. State Department spokesperson Ned Price said earlier this month. He and others warned that Russia was working to create pretext for its attacks on a sovereign nation. <laughs> this is an example of how Russian narratives can be seized on and refined by conspiracy theorists in the U.S., who often spread false narratives far more effectively than Russia's own efforts. How convenient! And again, we're talking about what? We're talking about the, uh, why is this important? Would they have this biological weapons conference going on now? It started uh, this week. And now you have the EU, who we've talked about uh, a number of times this week as well. Uh, they are now calling for international tribunals. They're calling uh, for tribunals in Ukraine for war crimes that Russia has committed. War crimes. What, a, what an ironic and tone-deaf thing to accuse them of. But again, this is history repeating itself, is it not? This is how we got into the war in the Middle East. Uh, you know, weapons of mass destruction. CIA came, in, came out and said, we have very good evidence to support the, the uh, accusations that you know, these bad people over in the Middle East have biological weapons. Or, or I'm sorry, they have, uh, they have weapons of mass destruction. And, you know, then we invaded and destroyed uh, a lot of people and a lot of, a lot of land and went over and seized a lot of resources. And then we stayed there for, you know, decades. And before we move on, today's show is sponsored by Augusta Precious Metals. They help retirement savers use gold IRAs to diversify and hedge against this crazy economy. Augusta is different. They don't push fear and doom like some gold IRA companies. They're all about compliance, transparency, and educating people to protect their retirement. Augusta has thousands of five-star ratings and hundreds of great reviews. Their most famous customer, quarterback Joe Montana, loved the company's mission so much he's now their paid ambassador. Even Money Magazine says Augusta is the best gold IRA company. So don't get into a gold IRA nightmare. Protect your retirement savings with a reliable, transparent company. Get Augusta's free guide from their website. You can go to www.augustapreciousmetals.com. That is A-U-G-U-S-T-A preciousmetals.com. A company that puts its money where its mouth is. Love it. Get the Augusta Precious Metals free gold IRA guide at www.augustapreciousmetals.com and do something now about protecting your retirement. But we'll fast forward to August, August 27th. Chris Krebs was interviewed about Biolabs. And I'll leave it up to you. Do you guys think the narrative had changed by that point? We're now in August of 27 yes no anyone think that the narrative changed i'll give you a hint it probably didn't so let's play this next clip election are the exact same people that are uncritically promoting the russian narratives it's almost as if the venn diagram of stop the stealers and 
promoting Putin's lies. It's it's a single circle. It's like it's 100% overlap. So in mid-February, this this random post appears on Gab, which is like a far right sort right. of website, right? And this post comes up 10 days before the invasion and it says, exclusive U.S. biolabs in Ukraine and they are financed at the expense of the U.S. Department of Defense, right? Like, kind of weirdly worded, maybe not from a native English speaker. Right. Then on the day of the invasion, suddenly it gets picked up. It's skyrocketing around far-right websites, social networks. Russia's Ministry of Foreign Affairs tweets that Russia has found evidence that Ukraine is covering up a military biological program financed by the U.S. Defense Department. And eventually, Tucker Carlson, the most watched cable news host in America, is talking about a conspiracy theory that, by all accounts, seems to have originated as a piece of Russian disinformation. What exactly are they doing in these secret Ukrainian bio labs? Does this kind of origin story sound familiar to you? The pathology of it, yes, is consistent with prior disinformation campaigns that we've seen from Russia. So you have your social media accounts. Oh, there it is. The issue that you want. Then you start amplifying. And then it jumps over into the mainstream. It jumps over from Facebook into the media space. And from there, it gets to that final step of hitting the real world. And by the way, that's the exact same playbook that resulted in January 6th. Stop the steal. Mail. Oh, man, they threw in Russia, <laughs> Russian narratives, Russian propaganda, and of course, January 6th. Yeah, because it was all January 6th, right? Remember the, the same people who said the election was stolen until it wasn't in 2020? Gotta love these people. If nothing else, for their uh, their own special brand of consistency, right? Uh, so, BioClandestine has been uh, one of the people who's been pushing this up. Yeah, I know, right? Chris Krebs. Of all people, Chris Krebs. Uh, but BioClandestine has been one of the people who's been talking about this uh, very well. He's been reporting on the... Uh, on the biolab issue, on a lot of the things that are going on in Ukraine, uh, things on the ground there. Uh, so let me put up this graph that he has, this image. And maybe I should just put up his substack. I'll get to it. Uh, but again, why such a massive Mockingbird Media response when we're talking about biolabs? This stuff came out. It was all connected to the Hunter Biden laptop. Uh, as I'm going to show you from one of the, this is uh, in, a, in a few minutes, I'm going to talk about uh, one of the DOD's releases back from June, talking about the biolabs, talking about what was going on there, talking about, and peaceful, I love the word peaceful, you know, when they're talking about these biolabs, uh, in this press release by the DOD, the word peaceful was found in there nine, nine, nine times. They used the word peaceful nine times made me reminisce back to the summer of love, you know, these mostly peaceful protests. Maybe they were just mostly peaceful biolabs. Maybe that was the problem. But again, why such a big response? Why such an over-the-top coordinated media campaign? Uh, we know from the Hunter Biden laptop, we know from many people who've been digging into these, these uh, collaborations, the involvement of these companies, Black and Veatch, uh, you know, Metabiota, all of this stuff. We know it's all connected. And Russia is making pretty clear allegations that have a plethora of support 
in you know reality and facts. Uh, the Russian Ministry of Defense released a new uh, a new briefing alleging that the U.S. was involved in some nasty stuff over in Ukraine with these bio labs. They directly accused us. This was a, a while back. I've been talking about this several times because it's really big. They directly accused the United States of violating the Biological Weapons Treaty of the Nuremberg Code. Uh, if you've been following Scott Shower or anyone who's been talking about COVID and what they've been doing with these vaccines and with all these lies, that's not new to you. Uh, but again, more direct evidence against Hunter Biden. So, and by Hunter Biden, I also am including Joe Biden. So let's look at some historical facts. In here, we have uh, the U.S. using animal animal vectors, targeting humans, targeting livestock, targeting crops. This is important. So remember these points when I go to the DOD's uh, you know press release. Uh, you'll notice some of these numbers: infectious, human diseases, a file uh, clandestine. A great job putting this up. We also have, if you look in the middle, maybe I can blow that up. Uh, come on, blow it up. Blow it up. Oh, I see. Uh, CIA linked to Cuban pig virus. This is from uh, several decades ago in the 70s. Uh, and I'm not going to try to read it. It's somewhere else because it's a little bit blurry here, and I'll probably misquote it. But in this, he mentions targeting humans, targeting livestock, targeting crops. The numbers of infectious diseases that affected all of these groups unleashed in Cuba during the 80s. There were programs related to this. Uh, Castro, in fact, directly accused the CIA of using biological weapons on Cuba. And you... Put that together along with the amount of outbreaks that have been going around around Russia's borders, around Africa, a lot of these outbreaks that have been happening all over the world. And uh, it, it's shocking. They always seem to pop up. Uh, got it. Um, this is always, uh, they always pop up around biolabs and seemingly in perfect, uh, you know, lockstep with when some of these programs are released some of these programs are rolled out through our dod and through a lot of these uh, a lot of these groups uh, but let's go to the dod's statement on some of this this was back from june this was from june 9th so june 9th 2022 after they've been saying ad nauseum no biolabs no biolabs russian disinfo russian disinfo you know that's all they know how to do Um, oh, and to be clear, the uh, the graphs that I'm putting up these are from the Russians' presentation. These are from uh, from BioClandestine's uh, Substack, but the graphs themselves are from Russia. So, just in case anyone wants to say I'm a Russian a Russian disinfo agent, you'll you'll have plenty of of evidence to make that point today. Uh, but they, in fact, did admit to 46 labs. No less than 46. So let's start with the beginning of this press briefing. Again, remember, this is June 9th of this year. 
fact sheet. This is from the DOD's website. So this is, you know, Department of Defense.gov. Fact sheet on WMD threat reduction efforts with Ukraine, Russia, and other former Soviet Union countries. Historical and accomplishments of U.S. collaboration with international community to reduce nuclear, chemical, biological threats in Ukraine, Russia, and other countries in the former Soviet Union. And what else do they have in here? I have highlighted a number of points from this. So we'll skip down. I'm going to go in order. They say, following the collapse of the Soviet Union, the U.S., along with allies, partners, and international orgs, led efforts to reduce legacy threats from nuclear, chemical, and biological weapons left in the Soviet Union's successor states, including Russia. These threat reduction efforts helped advance global peace and security. And they always have these cooperative threat reduction efforts. The cooperative part is very important. So to advance global peace and security supported the global consensus that the world is safer when we work together to increase transparency and reduce the risks from weapons of mass destruction. Going on to the next one, we have the Nunn-Luger Cooperative Threat Reduction, which was back, uh, you know, again, we're going back decades. It didn't come out of nowhere. Through the passage of the Soviet Threat Reduction Act of 1991, the Nunn-Luger Cooperation, I think that was 2005 or 2006, the CTR program provided U.S. funding and expertise to consolidate and secure weapons of mass destruction and materials, inventory and account for these, provide safe handling and disposition of these weapons and materials, and four, here's a highlight, offer assistance in finding gainful employment for thousands of former Soviet scientists with expert knowledge of weapons of mass destruction, WMD-related materials, and their delivery systems. It sounds like Operation Paperclip all over again, doesn't it? Just the Russian version. They also mention, in addition to the agreement, and the threat reduction work, Department of Energy and State supported nuclear, chemical, and biological threat reduction efforts. So what they're saying here is, yes, we want all this under our own umbrella so we can research, experiment, and do whatever we want, but we call it peaceful. Remember, peaceful was in this, uh, in this statement from the DOD, this one released on June 9th, uh, nine times. They used nine times the word peaceful. Uh, this occurred in collaboration with Canada, where countries including Canada, the EU, Japan, Norway, Republic of Korea, and others, multilateral orgs, I wonder which ones those could be, International Science and Technology Center, and the Science and Technology Center in Ukraine. If you've been following this, you've heard that organization before. 30 years later, here's where the narrative shifts in this uh, statement from the DOD. Amidst its war of aggression against Ukraine, there's war of aggression again, Russia seeks with support from the People's Republic of China to undermine that work. By doing what? By spreading disinformation and sowing mistrust in the people and institutions all over the world that contribute to WMD threat reduction. WMD threat reduction. Thank goodness they're all contributing to WMD threat reduction. So they have this lengthy list of achievements for this cooperation across the Soviet Union. Oh, and boom, surprise, guys. The old Minator's in the house. Oh, now you can hear me. How you doing? Now I can hear. I'm doing awesome. How are you doing? I'm at the airport. 
I was having a bite to eat. Figured I'd uh, pop in a little bit and have a conversation. Well, give us an update. How's, how's everything going? I know there's still people in uh, in Arizona. They're there's still at the Capitol. They're still, still going strong. Yep. They have uh, affidavits that are going to be there to be signed all weekend. Um, yeah, and now the talking heads are coming out saying it's time to protest. <laughs> they just had to steal your steal, it was, uh, it was time before they uh they, they, they it was going to turn into another january 6th but now it's time now it's time to, to step out did we beat the you fbi enough, you think they had enough time to plan out creating some sort of havoc <laughs> i'd hate for you to be uh, clairvoyant again on that one I'm going to definitely be clairvoyant on this. Um, we also have some other protests that are starting across the country. They have the Save Colorado, which had a press conference yesterday. I don't actually know a lot about Save Colorado, so I can't tell you if it's a good, bad, and different group. But it, there are a couple familiar faces that are involved in it, so I would say to stand by them. Um, the, uh, there's some stuff going on in California, Michigan, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania is actually not certifying in one of their counties. Uh, so, again, holding up the certification process. Uh, we heard about the case that a judge dismissed in Arizona yesterday. Um, that was dismissed because there is not yet a cured um, uh, election. It, it has not been certified in every county. Cochise County is putting it off until Friday. So to, on Friday, they'll be having a meeting to see if they're going to certify it. They're being pressured by people in the state that are saying if you don't certify this election we'll charge you with a with a felony um i think this could uh, rise to the level of a constitutional uh crisis and i think that they should be filing a lawsuit and asking for emergency relief at the con at the uh, federal level at the supreme court level um, you also have some things going on in um uh, nevada and some other things that are going on in in texas so, look, I, th I think that we're well on our way to having our melding moment where we all stand up and, and fight this uh, radical leftist garbage. Um, you know, it's I'm not going to stop I'm headed back to Phoenix. Um, I will be in California. We'll be speaking at a church um, out there on Sunday. So, yeah, just a lot going on. But, uh, you know, again, I told everyone that I wanted to be in the gap and stay in the gap. We also have some updates as it relates to, um, I think you talked about it yesterday, Charlie Kurt. You talked about him? Yeah, yeah. I played a clip of uh, him speaking with Carrie Lake, and, you know, I got, I got a little Smart. heated. But... This episode of Conservative Daily is brought to you by DCF Guns. They're not just a supporter and a partner of the show. They're an organization that is on the front line of promoting safe and responsible gun ownership. Along with being a staunch defender of the Second Amendment, they have a lot of different things inside of their three ranges and stores. So they have a gunsmith at every location. They have the ability to do massive amounts of training, uh, anything from beginners all the way up to uh, competitive shooting. Um, they're also the best gun store in Colorado. 
Uh, between a mar massive arsenal of top-tier firearms, competitive pricing on ammunition, they're a go-to resource for newcomers and expert shooters alike. Memberships there start for as little as $25 a month and offer an arsenal of benefits beyond that, such as store-wide discounts and special access to training. Even better, what you're seeing right now is DCF Guns also has an e-commerce option, meaning you can take advantage of the awesome prices without leaving your home. Just visit dcfguns.co and start browsing. I do want to tell you that as a listener of conservative-daily.com, you get an additional 5% off everything in the store. You have to use discount code Joe. That's J-O-E. That's discount code Joe. Go to dcfguns.co and use discount code Joe. J-O-E. That's me. Or it's coffee, cup of Joe. Um, but you can go there and save an additional 5% off every single thing on the site. Um, as always, we'll keep the range hot and the deals hotter only at DCF Guns in Castle Rock and Colorado Springs and now online, available to everyone across the entire country. Yeah. Smartest guy in the room. Good morning, America. Once I'm on MSNBC. I mean, he is the darling of, of the radical media as well as, you know, what you would consider the, the media on the right. What does that tell you? You know, the, trying to lull you back to sleep with apathy and somewhere along the line, a corrupt judiciary is going to where we have uh, uh, accountability is not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's going to take a strong showing of the people. And if, if it truly is of the people, for the people, by the people, then why the hell is everybody sitting on their hands? And here's another thing that I want everybody to understand. It is not comfort that people do. It's not. It's not. It's reliance. It's a different word, reliance. They want you to be reliant on the government, reliant on, on being told what to do, when to do, how to do it. And that is, by the way, a symptom of Stockholm Syndrome. It's a symptom of slavery. So if you want to know what it is, it's slavery. That's what we're dealing with right now. I think the Stockholm Syndrome, I think that's exactly the way to, to frame it for a lot of people. Because um, you, you have a lot of people who are, uh, and may, may, tell me if you disagree with this, this viewpoint, but you know, you have all these people who say it's not time to protest and yeah, we have all these issues, but then they still seem so sucked in and attached to this two party system and to this establishment. Like they want to, they want something new, but they don't want to dish the system that's been designed to enslave them. Yeah, no question. And look, we have to learn at some point to speak for ourselves, right? We, we can't rely on someone else to do the workforce. I keep saying it. And, and I know it, it, it actually rings true with, with uh, those people that call themselves leaders. But I, but I want to, because they're now repeating it. They're like, oh, that worked. That, that's, a, that's something we can hook on to. But it doesn't show in their actions. And I, you know, I've always said that the, the, there's a difference between leaders and entertainers and actors. right? And that's what we're faced with today is people that want to be a talking head. People that want to you know, have some grandiose idea but not willing to step up and solve the problem and work the problem. And frankly, I think that's just the big difference between um, me and a lot of these other people. And, and by the way, I don't want to be a leader. I want to get people to stand up and be a leader. And the only one I want, thing I wanted to lead, if you, if you want to get to it, is tech. I love tech. I love innovation. I love getting in the gap. I love building something from nothing and making it explode into something great that helps, uh, you know, kind of accelerate things in our community. Well, I think you've definitely done that, and you've definitely, you know, begrudgingly or not, you've you've definitely gotten in the a gap. Time or two. I've done that a time or two. A, t a time <laughs> or two. <laughs> yeah, well said. Um, 
So while we're you know, uh, there's uh go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, you're good. No, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was just telling people that I was on. Okay. Um I I played yesterday. I think it's so fascinating. Have you have you uh seen any of these uh these deal book summit freaks? You know, as they're uh you know, because we've been talking ad nauseum about uh, how they've stolen everything from us, went through that entire, uh, you know, disgraceful meeting on Monday that the people in Maricopa, those those criminals gave us. Uh, now they've, Jenna Griswold's come out and said, oh, we have to lawfully, lawfully, we, we need to do a recount after Frisch conceded. Uh, okay, so let me let me talk about that real quick. They violated the recount during the primary. They violated it. They clearly violated it. It says that it is required to do a hand count. The judge threw it out based on, ah, it's not timely, right? It's moot. It's past the time of return. They waited until past the time of return. So we're dealing with a court system and a judiciary that's compromised. And now, all of a sudden, they want to use the same law that they've circumvented and lied about and not followed to have a recount in the Lauren Boebert uh, deal. Frankly, I think Lauren Bober should have come out swinging. She should have asked for a hand recount of her election and gotten to the bottom of the tens of thousands of ballots that were fraudulently represented in her in her race. Look, the, again, I'm going to say it again. The machines are the problem. You can't have a free and fair election because you can't outvote the machine because they have access to the, the mail-in ballots. And it's a CIA operation. And anybody that says it's not is absolutely stupid. I haven't talked to one tech person, not one tech person, on the outside that has any understanding of system architecture that would tell you that these are free and fair elections. And they certainly aren't transparent. 100%. Uh, first of all, thank you, Patriot Donnie, for the rant. Good morning, Joe. Wish I was there. Well, there's always time to get there if you if you can. Uh, but if not, then you know support them any way that you can. Send stuff to them. Uh, you can donate at the link, which is uh, this link. Just one more time. Uh, so I actually have a Here's how I see the Colorado deal going. I put up a. I tweeted. I'm testing the, the tweeter sphere. So. You you you're back on Twitter. No, they didn't let me back on. This is like account number twenty two. Uh, okay, so I can't get back on. They said that they were going to unlock everybody's accounts. Why am I still locked out? Why is Conservative Daily still locked out? Right, and 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 by the way, locked out for them saying it was hateful content. What did we say that was even remotely hateful? Nothing. Come on, Elon. Where you at, brother? <laughs> nothing. We did nothing. Uh, so here's uh, here's what I put up. Because I, I saw this. It was like late n- last nothing. night. I saw uh, I saw her, uh, Jenna Griswold's uh, tweet about having to do a recount. So I said, okay, here's what I see. Number one, magic. Uh, Bobert loses. There's no transparency. You know, we don't get the machines. Frisch acts surprised, and uh, you know they say, "Oh, look, he has so much integrity. He uh, he conceded. He did the good thing, unlike the Republicans, and they deflect suspicion. We know this is all completely ridiculous. They might find a lunchbox full of votes in a you know some Democrat's car, and they're Yuakaba, so they've got to they've got to count them. And then they explain away <laughs> the loss as." Uh, you know, Colorado ejecting mag extremism and anti-Semitism and stuff. Uh, two, gold standard. Bobert wins. The vote count is identical. Griswold praises Colorado elections for being the gold standard. Questions about the delayed vote count, narrative flips since the uh, election, and the primary. 
are mocked because two recounts, quote, recounts were flawless. Gold standard. Three, hero story. Bobert has a big lead. They find more votes for Bobert, uh, but they explain it away as like time drift or human error or something like that. And then uh, Griswold brags that she respects the law because she always respects the law and she's super transparent and stuff and plays the hero. Uh, and then four, a miracle. Recount finds a bunch of fraud. Bobert was cheated. They expose ballot stuffing, <laughs> and there's a full forensic audit of the machines, and we all live happily ever after. What do you think, Joe? Hey, do you think that when they do reinstate my account, I'll get all 240,000 people that I had following me on Twitter back? You should. I think I'll get uh, I, you should. No. I mean, we'll see. No, no, no. no. I doubt it. He did say that, uh, I think he said late last night that people should, uh, you know, pay attention if you're losing a bunch of followers because he's purging a bunch of bot accounts. So we'll see what Watch happens. him actually purge my account. Bunch of fraud. Bobert was cheated. Yeah, maybe he will. Would, would he that mean if he purged my account as a bot account? <laughs> 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 so we, we are actually filing a lawsuit against uh, NH, uh, what is it called, girl? Was it NH girl? Southern girl. Southern girl. Yeah, so we have to do it through Twitter. So we have to figure out who she, who she is, go back through that way, get her information. So we are having to uh, Twitter in order to get to that information. So it's it's going to be a fun, fun ride. But uh, I'm committed to go all the way to the mat and uh, go after her. I'm going to make her spend a bazillion dollars. Yeah. Because they're going to have to prove that what we said that we said was hateful. They're going to have to prove that it's hateful. They're going to have to prove. And because I have all the other tweets of the people that got together collectively and decided that they were going to ramrod this idea that we were hateful so they can get us suspended, um, I also have recourse against those moderators that agreed with the fact that there was hateful content. So it's uh, it's going to be it's going to be quite the the deal. Well, good. It's about time that the pendulum swung back the other way a little bit. Um, Musk also came out and said very, you know, in no uh, mince words that Twitter engaged in election interference. This is something that we already knew, but that's a, that's a big thing coming from the dude. And, but he did actually claw back on Apple. So he's, he's no longer taking shots at Apple, which is concerning because he knows that Apple's a problem. He said so. So if he knows that Apple's a problem, is he is he done taking shots at him, or are they just afraid that they had to call a truce because they actually saw him as a person that has built something from nothing and can create something pretty pretty outstanding that uh, will uh, compete with them? I yeah, don't know which the, one. Uh, I don't. Well, I don't know. It's getting a little weird because he started going after Apple. He was hitting on them pretty hard. He came out with the election interference. Talking about all these, you know, the psyops on on Twitter, and came out and said yes, it was targeted against conservatives. Uh, but I mean, if he's talking about free speech, and then he's walking back on Apple, <laughs> Apple just banned, uh, you know, they banned airdrop capabilities for the people in China right now. I mean, they're they're crashing down to try and stifle the voice of the protesters there and stop them from being able to communicate. And then last night well, he had this uh, Neuralink thing. So, so let's talk about this for a minute. You have Trudeau saying that they need to give people in China their voice. We have videos of, of Trudeau actually in Canada beating on people. You have people that in the United States were able to burn down buildings with no, no 
absolutely zero consequences. And by the way, this, this is something to be told for the people that don't want to get on the street and protest. Okay. Now we're saying that the people in Iran deserve to have a voice. People in China deserve to have a voice. The people in um, uh, Brazil uh, should have a voice, although now they're saying they shouldn't have a voice because it sounds like the military is going to step in and make Bolsonaro the, the, uh, uh, the, the rightful uh, president. And they're uncovering the fact that the machines have nearly perfect code in order to stop. The, and by the way, there's no, there's no paper ballots. There's no paper ballots in, in Brazil. None. Which, what are they trying to go to here? QR codes. No paper yep. ballots. No backups. So let's go ahead and play if we can. I want to play some of these. I think it's important. The first thing I want to do is uh, is uh, play the one on the death penalty for supporting Iran protests. Sure. Rappers face death penalty for supporting the protests in Iran. Doesn't play. This rapper could face the death penalty for supporting the protests in Iran. Kamaj Salehi was arrested in October and could face the death penalty for attending anti-government protests in Iran. He's released music supporting the protests across the country, sparked by the death of Mahsa Emini, a young Iranian woman who was arrested for allegedly not following the country's strict hijab laws. Iranian authorities have harshly cracked down on protesters. Human rights groups report over 450 people have been killed and over 18,000 have been detained. How about that? Now, they're telling us not to protest, to follow a corrupt court system, let these radical leftists and these, these true fascists talk and say the things that they're able to say. And we're supposed to say nothing, but we should support the people in Iran, which, by the way, they have as much freedom as we have in the United States. It's just rapper. And if you, if you don't believe that, anyone can own a business in Iran. Anyone. They have an education system in Iran. They have an underground education system, which we have, we call it homeschooling here in the United States. <laughs> I mean, look at the differences between the two. You will see similarities and parallels in how this oppression actually fits into our community. Taxes are through the roof in Iran. They're through the roof here. 54% of every dollar that you actually make goes to the government in some way, shape, or form. And then they can decide to take that money and, and act indiscriminately with it. What can they do in Iran? So this crackdown that they have in, in Iran is something we should pay attention to. But it, it gets worse. It gets much worse. Okay, let's go ahead and play C3 if we can. Let's just get right into it. And this is in southeast Iran. Pretty, pretty large group of people there. And look, they've had enough. And we and we, we have had enough. I mean, collectively across the world, we have had enough. We've had enough of what they did with the COVID uh, virus and pushing it out there. We've had enough with this weaponization of our societies, this making us uh, enemies of each other. The true enemies are the people that have been uh, encapsulating power for, for generations. 
And those are the people that we need to be having a conversation with. Those are the people we need to be holding accountable. You know, this, this whole idea that people can go into a big room and decide the fate of 7 billion people to me is absolutely abhorrent. Yeah, it's then, 100, it's 100% abhorrent. Okay, so check this out. Hassan Mafi, who if you if you don't follow him, you should. Uh, Justin Trudeau says using protests to demand changes to public policy is worrisome. This is the same guy who actively demands changes to public policy in Iraq. Western hypocrisy is astounding. They're calling it out, yet we're not calling it out on our side. We're so afraid of the reliance we've had on government that if we take that away, we don't think we can stand on our own two feet. And we can. We absolutely can. Look, we should have a revolution in our country, a revolution, not a civil war. We don't need a civil war. People on both sides, every side, are being oppressed by a small group of people that are using the bullhorn of technology and media companies in order to create this, this I don't even know what you call it. I mean, yeah. Ash calls it global corporate communism, you know, that these, uh, it's, it's a multifaceted beast, you know, but uh, I mean, it's evil. What we're witnessing is in the modern iteration, we're witnessing the uh, imposition of pure evil on the people uh, of this country and of the rest of the world too. And people are fed up with it. People are done with it. That's it for part one of this episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. Part two is coming up next and you don't want to miss it. Thanks for listening. God bless America.